Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Best in the World podcast. As always, I am Drayton Lucas joined with, joined by Fearless Cal. What's up guys? It's nice to be back. Yep, it's nice to be back. We we had another little break. Had uh-huh. some uh, personal things we were dealing with it's last week. Happened. Yep. So we uh, weren't able to do a show last week, but we are able to do one this week, and we have a, a bit to cover. Um, got uh, as always, Raw and SmackDown. Talk about that. Uh, we had we had what was the last pay per view? Fight for the Fallen. That we. Uh, oh, that, that one hadn't happened yet. I think that was the. Next oh, you're right, round. Fighter Fist. Fighter Fist. Which actually, I just remembered. There's something I forgot to put on the topics list that I will add real quick. But we got that. Uh, we got some, as always, contracts to talk about and some new hirings by WWE that we will also cover. So, we want to start with, uh, I guess, if you want to start with like Raw and SmackDown from this week, uh, if you if you've watched them. Yeah, I watched Raw mostly. Like I, I had to work Monday night, so I watched it recorded. So. That leads to, uh, do you want to watch this match? No, and you know, just kind of skipping through, but because you know they're doing that whole Corbin and Evans and just pairing the champs up, making one match out of it, which I don't know how that that seems kind of cheap to me, but you know that whole storyline. Yeah, it's just like, like the best thing about Raw right now is AJ and Ricochet. That's a great matchup, like, and they're turning AJ heel and using the club, and you know, they're actually forming a faction. Like we've kind of, I don't know. It's just nice to see them using the club like that, and you can tell AJ kind of enjoys doing the heel thing. But and the tag division is pretty good now, too, with the Usos and the the what's their name, Dawson and Dash Wilder. The revival. Yeah, they're a good matchup too. You know, with the Usos. I don't know. There's just a whole lot of new tag teams and stuff too. That they're using the heavy machinery people and the Viking Raiders or whatever their name is now. The but Viking Experience. Yeah, yo, that's what they are now. They even changed their names, you know, like whatever. Evar and. Yeah, Evar and. Yeah, I don't know what the other one's name is. But Raw's been better to me than SmackDown has because, you know, SmackDown. Hung up on Shane McMahon being involved in every match. Still using the Undertaker, even like he was great when he was good, but he's old now. You know, it's hard to watch now for me. Yeah, of course. Same for me when I see the Undertaker. Uh, it's always just hoping that he's not going like, to end up hurt by the end of the match. When they when they hint at like Undertaker versus Drew McIntyre, like. If you're talking about Undertaker in his prime against Drew McIntyre, yeah, I'm down for that match. That would be great. But, you know, sometimes your your course is run, you know. Yeah. I, I feel you. That kayfabe news place is always post like, uh, fake news headings and stuff. Posted something about Undertaker's last match, followed by three more, like... <laughs> How many times has he had retirement matches? Um, that they like kind of made a retirement match. The only one I know of is the Roman one at Mania Thirty Two, I think it was. Oh, just the folded up coat one. Yeah, when he folded his coat and left his coat and gloves and hat in the ring. That's the only one I know yeah, of that was technically a retirement match. It would have been funny if he would have come back as American Badass Undertaker 
and then folded that gear up and left it in the rain too. Yeah, that would have been that would have been all right. It would have been a funny little thing to do, but obviously they did not do that. They just are going to continue to wheel him out to try to pop ratings because they're scared of competition coming up and yeah, hurting want... them. <coughs> On the I guess I should have mentioned on Raw where AJ actually pinned Ricochet for the title, but Ricochet's leg was up under the rope or whatever. So, and they they went back and recalled it, you know, like that's so weird how they'll do that sometimes, but then other times they'll be like, no, they can't review it. The ref didn't see it, like you know. But other times they'll call it back and change That's the That's because you gotta you only use the you only have the rules happen when you it progresses a storyline. Other yeah. than that, you don't need the rules. Uh, yeah, I mean um I mean, I mean the news that came out or it seems like they're also being a little less PG because they're, you know, they showed Kofi flipping the flipping off Kevin Owens and, you know, being a little more edgy now. I don't know if that's because of AEW or I don't know, but I think it's just they're trying to pop ratings. To be honest, I think at this point anything they're doing that's even remotely edgy. Or trying to change something is to pop ratings. Because now you see something like that happened and now you'll go... They think people will go, well, anything can happen on Raw or SmackDown. So I've got to tune in next week. So, that's... I. That's all I can chalk it up to. Is they're, just, they're just trying to bring ratings back because... They're in dire straits when it comes to ratings. Yeah, they said something about the lowest attendance in raw history or something like 3,000 people. I mean, when you put on a shitty show week to week, that's what's going to happen. Eventually, people will get sick of it. But, yeah. Some news that came out after our our last show that we recorded was that um, the WWE actually hired Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff as, what are their official titles? As executive directors of Raw and SmackDown, Paul Heyman covering uh, Raw and Eric Bischoff doing SmackDown. Um, Both Heyman and Bischoff will reportedly uh, report directly to Vince McMahon. Bischoff will also work with Fox executives when uh, SmackDown moves to uh, the network in October. So that could be why stuff is changing around. Uh, I also read that Vince has been happy with... uh, He was happy with the first uh, Raw under Paul Heyman's control. So I I assume that's... Heyman has been on there, but they still introduce him as Brock Lesnar's... Yeah. Whatever. Like, they hadn't acknowledged him as the whatever chief, whatever his position is now on there. Yeah, uh, I I just, I, I, I don't know. I had a feeling that it would be better, but is it better because they're in charge, or is it better because we think it's better because they're in charge? Because as far as the clips that I've seen, doesn't look like much has changed, to be honest. It looks like same old... Wrong no, SmackDown. Just, you just see little glimpses every now and then of one to, you know, little, it feels like, like there was New Day made some joke that it was actually funny, but I don't remember what it was, but it was a little edgier, like reference and something that, I don't remember what it was, I should, should have wrote it down or whatever, but it, you just see little glimpses of, ooh, like, you know, just little refreshing glimpses every now and then, but for the most part, it's just like, eh, okay, go through this. Like, it's just the same matchups, essentially, but 
they're just new people in the mix, kind of. But maybe yeah. it'll morph into something. Hopefully, it'll be interesting to me seeing the differences in the Fox and the USA, like because they're supposed to have their own production crew too, right? Uh, I don't know. I have not read that. I thought Fox wanted their own production crew or whatever. I don't remember reading that. Um, yeah. As far as uh, as far as like uh, Heyman and Bischoff. Uh, Heyman's already started taking over for Raw, but Bischoff actually hasn't started taking over for SmackDown yet. Um, he's not yet taken the reins of on SmackDown. Bischoff was announced as the new executive director of the show two weeks ago, but has not yet started in the position. According to I a mean, report from Wrestling Observer Live, Bischoff won't begin in his new role until after the Extreme Rules pay-per-view on Sunday. Quote, Eric Bischoff won't be starting until next Tuesday, host Brian Alvarez said, because there is a pay-per-view. They're going to finish the SmackDown storylines for the pay-per-view, and then Eric will get this opportunity and give some ideas. I mean, does that position entitle, like, you booking matches and making... I assume, I assume you become head of creative on that show. I mean, that's what I would assume that means. Like, why are they, the just general manager thing has gone? Uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to be doing general managers and stuff anymore. I mean, that seems the same kind of deal. But. Well, no, because I don't think them as executive producers is like an on-screen role. It's an off-screen, like behind-the-scenes oh. role. So that's why when you say they still introduce uh, Heyman as Brock's advocate, because that's his on-screen role, but his behind-the-scenes role is that he's an executive producer. Essentially, they're in like Arn Anderson... Like Dean Malenko roles, except a bit higher up because they're executive producers. All right. So, so I they thought that was gonna be like the backstage role deal, like they had done in the past. But that seems a little bit more of a change than because when they were doing that, it still kind of seemed like they were just like a, a puppet for the whoever was writing the, you know. Yeah, no, this seems like they're sort of like heads of creative for their respective shows. Kind of. Which is great because they're both really good when it comes to creating stories and stuff. Uh, My fear, at least when it was first announced, was that Vince McMahon doesn't want to listen to Triple H. Why the fuck would he listen to two people he put out of business? But apparently he is listening to him. So we'll have to see how it progresses. Uh, I'd be, I'd be a, well, either a really boring or a really interesting table for three. If Vincent, man, Paul Heyman, Eric Bischoff table for three. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to we'll have to see we'll have to see how it shakes up post extreme rules which is this sunday that's actually what i forgot to add i um there's two pay-per-views this weekend we got a uh, fight for the fallen is saturday and then we got extreme rules on sunday so i was actually all that typing that was heard was me uh typing up the uh match cards so we can we can do predictions i forgot to add them in but they're on there now so look forward to that at the end of the show we get to predict two pay-per-views um Next up, we got uh, WWE considering strong counter-programming against AEW All Out. WWE made headlines last month when it, the announcement of Evolve's 100th live event will air on the WWE Network head-to-head against AEW's next show, Fight for the Fallen. This move got under the skin of Kenny Omega, who said it makes him sick that WWE lines their pockets with Saudi blood money and felt they felt the need to undermine AEW's event which benefits victims of gun violence in Jacksonville, Florida. According to Dave Meltzer at 4, F4W Online, WWE has plans to jam up yet another AEW show. Meltzer says we should expect another major counter 
by WWE on August 31st, the night of AEW All Out. It's worth noting that WWE is holding an NXT UK TakeOver event that day from Cardiff, England. So they planned a NXT TakeOver, NXT TakeOver UK event on the same night as All Out, along with their showing Evolve, I guess, this Saturday. I thought that was last on, during the last pay-per-view, but they're doing that this Saturday during uh, All Out. So instead of showing the NXT TakeOver, they're showing the Evolve? No, no, no. They're showing Evolve this Saturday for Fight for the Vol- Fallen. Next month, oh, when okay. All Out takes place, they're doing an NXT TakeOver oh, event. okay. Yeah. So they're essentially just trying to get people to watch their shows instead of watch... I've seen that one commercial AW. for Evolve during Nightmare if it was SmackDown or Raw, but that was the first I'd seen. Yeah, they're promoting it and shit now. Well, I know what I'll be watching, and it's not Evolve 100, I'll tell you that much. I'm going to be watching fucking Fight for the Fallen. But, yeah. Yeah, Uh, that one's free too, I believe. Yes, it is. The next paid AEW show is All Out in August. So, but... Uh, next up, we got we got Maria Canellas. They uh, explained why she stayed with WWE to fans on Twitter. Uh, we had actually speculated when they were their contracts were rumored to be coming up that they would be leaving, and then it was kind of a surprise that they uh, resigned. She finally explained it on Twitter, saying, "Quote: At the end of the day, uh, WWE was where I started." And it's where I wanted to complete my career. And when they came to the table with the opportunity to have a family and a career, it sealed the deal. People think they know everything, but it's all in the details. So, I guess that's what it was. They gave them an opportunity to both have a family and continue to work in WWE. So, uh, I saw a reply tweet to that from somebody who said, Well, the reason why everybody thinks they know everything about, like, her being upset with the company is because she complained about it for months leading up to her resigning. Yeah. So like, they yeah. weren't even happy with her positions on two hundred five live, and they were like leading. Like, yeah, but so when you just complain all the time, of course everybody's gonna yeah. assume that you were gonna leave. But I mean, I guess if they're comfortable there, then you know. Yeah, I mean it's good for them. I'm just saying, it's it's stable. <laughs> A lot more stable than Impact. Well, we got some Impact news to talk about as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's the explanation for why they decided to stay. They were given an opportunity to have a career and have a family at the same time, which is good for them. Um, Kofi Kingston was uh, is injured and pulled from WWE Live event. There is no word on the nature of... Or the extent of Kofi's injury, he is scheduled to defend his WWE Championship Sunday at Extreme Rules against Samoa Joe. Uh, yeah, apparently there was an announcement that he wasn't going to be on the whatever live show that was that he was pulled from. I don't, yeah. No no word on what the injury was, though. I, I mean, assume it wasn't the, anything major. With a, with a, he's been on TV wrestling. Yeah, I think that was like... This week, like after SmackDown, it was a live show that he was pulled from. Oh, oh it's been since he's been on TV. Yeah, I think so. I want to say it was well, like. I mean, with know, it being Extreme Rules and Samoa Joe, even if he is injured, they can easily do like an all quick end of the match, you know. Just yeah, I, don't, I think it's more. It was more of a minor injury that they probably just didn't want to aggravate. So they're just instead of having him wrestle on a live show, they have him sit out. Yeah. So he can be healed. Um, We got uh, some update on a Sasha Banks supposed return date. Uh, Sasha Banks may be in Japan. There, she has been posting pictures on social media of her in Japan. Uh, meeting with notable Japanese pro wrestlers and once again sporting her trademark purple hair. But it seems that she will be imminently returning to WWE programming. The Amalia Arena in Tampa, Florida recently updated their website and currently lists Banks as one of the superstars scheduled to appear when they po- when they host Raw on July 22nd. 
It's worth noting that the site has the standard card subject to change caveat. So although the arena is advertising her appearance, things may change between now and the 22nd. So possibly Sasha Banks returning on the 22nd. Which I guess is good. But yeah, she uh she redyed her hair. I think last week she was posting pictures and it was just her natural black hair, but uh it's now purple again. I mean, do we know when her contract run out? I thought that nope. WWE said if they was they would just let her not do. They said if she was willing to sit at home, they would allow her to sit at home. But yeah, I don't I don't know when her contract is supposed to be ending. Yeah. I haven't seen like a definite news of when that's happening. So, yeah, I mean, maybe she'll be back she'll get, soon. She'll get a pop when she comes back, no matter what. Oh yeah, of course. Familiar face it always gets I, one. I feel like if they bring her back, I know it said Raw, but you know, I feel like the easy storyline is to have her beat up Bailey, right? Right, that's the I've easy storyline. Always like. I don't know, seeing the, the Bailey heel turn, just because her finisher work, you know, her little Bailey to Bailey suitcase, all she's got to do is go in for a hug, like, and then just, bam, start slamming people on the ground. But True, they could have her come back to celebrate or do something with Bailey, and then Bailey turns on her. I'm just saying, that's the obvious storyline, right, is that they fight each other. That was something that they teased so much and then never ended up doing. So yeah. I feel like you got to do it. <laughs> it's just an obvious storyline. Um, Let's see, what's next? Randy Orton returning soon from neck injury. I didn't even know dude had a neck injury. No, I didn't either. Um, Randy has been uh, out since WWE Super Showdown. Uh, it turns out the veteran superstar has been sidelined with an injury. Thankfully, however, it doesn't appear to be serious. It has been reported by Fightful that Orton has been dealing with a neck injury. The injury was evaluated last week after Orton supposedly aggravated his neck in a live event matchup on June 10th. He was competing against SmackDown's Aleister Black. Turns out that he had he already had some vacation time scheduled. Given that WWE had no immediate plans for Orton on TV, he was given an additional two weeks to fully heal and rest up. Orton has dealt with neck injuries in the past, having missed time back in 2015 due to neck problems. So, it kind of timing just kind of worked out for him that he was already going on vacation and they gave him an extra two weeks on top of his vacation. So, uh, something else we didn't, we didn't mention is Alistair announcing his mystery opponent who knocked on his door. Yep, I, ha- I have it. I have it when we get to predictions, but we can go ahead and cover it. It was Cesaro. Yeah, just as predicted by those other people, right? They said Cesaro or Bray Wyatt, and we said it made more sense to do Cesaro. Did we? But I know you said you thought it was going to be Bray. I said if you're doing universe mode on a video game, you would do Bray. But mm. you've built up, you know. But anyways, that's off topic, I guess. But Cesaro needs something like that. Well, I mean, I was just it. reading that Cesaro was just put in a new faction with Bobby Roode and EC3. No, I didn't see that. I think it was like a house show thing, to be honest with you. I didn't read it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Cesaro will be uh, Alistair's opponent at Extreme Rules. Uh, we'll get we'll get more into that when we get to the predictions. But yeah, it'll definitely be a good match. Um, Jinder Mahal undergoes surgery. Uh, days removed after the news of Jinder's New contract, the former WWE champion revealed that he'll be on the sidelines. Mahal noted in a post on his official Instagram account that he was in Birmingham, Alabama to undergo knee surgery at Andrews Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. In the post, he noted that while wrestling Ali, who won the match at the WWE Live event in Denver, Colorado on Saturday, June 15th, he ruptured his patella tendon. Uh, 
which is not uh not a not a good injury. <laughs> so he'll he'll be out for a little while. But I mean, did anybody is anybody really gonna miss Jinder Mahal? I mean, it's, that's the same brothers. Only, only job. No, because now they're on two hundred five live. Oh, they? they've been on two hundred five live for a while now. Um. Uh, so yeah, that's that's all I got for WWE news. So uh, I guess we can roll into some AEW news. Uh, since we didn't do a show after it, we can cover Fighter Fest now. I thought uh, I thought it was an all right show. Um. To be honest, the first half of it was kind of boring to me, and where I figured it was going to pick up is where it picked up, which was the start of the second half. Uh, I thought the second half of the show was great, so it kind of just averages yeah, out to an okay show. How long was it? Uh, standard time, three, three and a half hours, something like that. Started at like six, I think, and went off at ten, so four, about four hours. Three and a half, four hours, something like that. It's just uh the first half of the show just uh it just didn't have much that I really like a free show. No, it just uh, just didn't have much that I really cared about. I thought the the triple threat women's match was all right. Um they did during the pre-show that hardcore match was it was a goofy match. It wasn't like a real match to be honest. Um but yeah, where it picked up was with the, uh, I think the Cody Darby Allen was the halfway point. That's where it picked up for me, which that was a great match. I had never seen Darby Allen prior to, prior to that, and I thought he did a great job. I thought he he was great. Um, the one controversial spot in it was the unprotected headshot by Sean Spears to Cody, which split Cody's head open, and he had to get ten sta- uh, ten staples in the back of his head. Uh, I am not a big fan of unprotected chair shots to the head. So personally, I feel he should have put his hand up, but I understand why he didn't because Cody Rhodes definitely seems like he's he wants to be like an old school type of wrestler. So you know, but you know, I thought it was a good match. I thought the whole show was. I feel like it just averages out because you had the kind of boring start and then a great end. Uh, the uh, Janela Janela Moxley match wasn't as gruesome as I thought it was going to be, so that wasn't too bad for me. And uh, actually, I know I said the beginning was kind of boring, but the uh, the triple threat tag match was actually pretty good with SCU, Best Friends, and uh, Private Party. That was a pretty good match, and um. That can actually transition into the next uh, topic. Private Party signed full-time AEW contracts because uh, they impressed so much. Not only did they impress the fans, they also impressed the uh, AEW officials, including the Young Bucks. Matt Jackson noted on Twitter that he and his brother offered the tag team contracts with, uh, following their three-way tag match took place at Fighter Fest pre-show. Uh, they joined... An already stacked tag division. Uh, literal, uh, this was the quote from Twitter. Quote, literally right when Private Party stepped back through the curtain after their match at Hashtag Fighter Fest, Nick and I offered them full-time contracts, star-making performances that deserve to be rewarded. Yeah, they did some pretty impressive stuff. The uh, Private Party. And that was my first time seeing them as well. So, Can you watch that like streaming? Or if you had to watch it live? Or? You might can still watch it on... BR Live. I'm not sure how the VOD stuff works on there. If they even have VOD Live. Because I had to work during, you know, all of yeah, the papers. I know they show replays on Bleacher Report Live. Let's see if I can find out for you. Because I know they show replays. You can catch replays on it. I just don't know if they have, like, a thing. Cause I, I see when they they be uh, they uh, they post on like social media that they're doing a replay. 
Maybe I should just type in AEW. Um, yeah, it looks like you can... No, wait, that's Fight for the Fallen. Yeah, free replay for Fighter Fist. You just go to... Yeah, just go to lie.bleacherreport.com. Hang on, I'll actually... I'll send you a link, and then uh, that's where you can watch it. How about that? I'm it's uh, two and a half hours. I'm going to send you a link on Discord. That'll uh-huh. take you right to it. So whenever you're ready to watch it, just hit that. Fight for the Fallen. Yeah. Or Fighter Fest. Fight for the Fallen is Saturday. Okay, so it's, it's, it's AEW Fight for Fallen scheduled on BR, report, or BR Live. Yeah. But what I the link I just sent you is a Fighter Fest. Okay. Just whenever you're ready to watch it later. Uh, one last thing for the AEW news. AEW trademarked Wednesday Night Dynamite as weekly TV draws closer. AEW filed to trademark the term Wednesday Night Dynamite on June 18th. It is the latest indication that Wednesday is, in fact, the planned night for AEW's weekly cable show. Early indications had been it was between Tuesday night and Wednesday night that AEW Weekly TV would air. The Tuesday night time slot had been rumored since before the promotion was ha- was officially announced. AEW filed the trademark Tuesday Night Dynamite back in November. Now it appears Wednesday, October 2nd, 2019 is likely the first night the show will air. Not a big fan of the name Dynamite, but you know, you, you knew you guys. As a tribute to Nitro. I, I guess. I don't know. But that's the last of the AEW news I got for now, besides our Fight for the Fallen predictions. I don't know. I'm just not the biggest fan of Dynamite. It. I'm sure it'll grow on me, but I just, I don't know what I would call it, to be honest. So, I'm just, yeah, I'm just not the biggest fan of that name. Not that I hate it or anything. It's just, it's different. I mean, I would have just called it... I saw where somebody asked them if if they were making the AEW wrestling video game. Yeah, there's been lots of rumors about that. Did you see the the tweet I sent you a few weeks ago? I think I sent it to you last week. The it was a from Starcast at Double or Nothing with uh, Kenny Omega. Somebody asked Kenny Omega about it, and he said it's he's made it his life goal to get the AKI engine to make a game with which for people who don't know that's the engine that the N64 wrestling games were made so uh No Mercy yeah. WrestleMania 2000 also for a more up to date console PS2 uh Def Jam Vendetta was used that engine as well so I think I hopefully. played uh, the Vita version of that game the what do you mean of Def Jam? Yeah. Oh, the PSP Fight for New York, yeah. I think, was on the PSP. Yeah. I think the it PS- used that engine. I'm not I don't quite remember, but I'm pretty sure it used that engine as well. Uh so yeah. Uh there there's there's lots of rumors. Uh Kenny Omega said it's he wants to do it. Uh the Bucks said that they're they want to do it. So I'm sure at some point they will. They're they're in talks. Apparently, I was I think that same video I sent you uh, said that Kenny Omega is in talks with companies about getting that uh, engine back to make a game with. So we'll have to see how that develops. I hope they do. I hope they use that engine, and I hope they do make a game, and I hope it's amazing. I mean, they they have people that. Mod those games all the time with updated rosters. And- yeah, but think about that engine in an updated game. Like yeah, new graphics and everything. Yeah. But yes, the mods that people do for like I'm No Mercy saying, are amazing. Know that there's a following there. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a. There's already people in the No Mercy modding community making, working on AEW mods. I've, I follow a few and they, they post when they. Their updates. Like, there's people already working on them. But an official game that's on, like, a PS4, 
It's obviously what we all want. Yeah. And I would love for it to be with that engine because that engine is great. It's all um, about accessibility, really. Yeah, of course. Um, so I said earlier we had some impact news and we do, so I guess we'll roll into that because they, they actually had some new, new, new people, returning people, I guess, and people leaving along with, uh, an announcement for their biggest show of the year and a TV deal because we, we kind of covered that last time about a new TV deal. So, um, Rhino returned to impact at Slammiversary, which I guess is uh, big news. He left WWE and he went back to uh, Impact. I mean, I feel like they didn't make a big, de- a big deal as RVD returning. It's like, I don't know. It just seemed like he re- returned, and then they're like, okay, now he's like, just now he's here. Era. Like, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't know because I don't watch Impact on a weekly basis, so I don't know how big a deal they made it. I don't have, like I was saying just before, I don't have access to it, so I can't watch it, you know? Well, maybe, maybe you'll have access soon because they're in negotiations with Access TV to bring Impact back to the States on TV. I used to get get that channel. Oh, you don't get access anymore? I don't know if I do or not. I don't ever Well, let me, let me get into this. News. Impact Wrestling could find a new home for their weekly television show in the United States soon. Impact Wrestling is negotiating a TV deal with Access TV, according to Voices of Wrestling report. The deal has not been finalized, and thus no official announcement has been made by either side. If a deal could be made, then Impact would join other wrestling promotions airing on the television network. Currently, Access is home of the weekly New Japan uh, pro wrestling show, uh, TV show, and the rea- uh, women of wrestling television series. So, Access TV getting uh, getting quite a bit of uh, wrestling content on there. I mean, they used to show New Japan on there. They still show New Japan on there. I think they changed time slots on New Japan. I think it's in a prime time slot now. Like on Saturdays or something like that. Like Saturday at 8 or something like that. We read that on the show a few weeks ago when it happened. I don't remember it now though. But that's good for them that they're getting a getting a new deal with a company that obviously likes pro wrestling instead of their other company that they had their other uh, television company provider network. I'm trying my... so very disrespectful to be like, no... And run this ad for deodorant during the end of the yeah. show. Yeah, exactly. Um, Impact Wrestling announced the date and location for Bound for Glory 2019. The show will take place at the Odium Sports and Convention Expo Center in Villa Park, Illinois, uh, Sunday night, October 20th. The building has a maximum capacity of approximately 5,500 people. So for anybody interested in that, there is that is their biggest show of the year. That is essentially their their WrestleMania. So I figure we'd cover it. Uh, we did cover a little bit of Slammiversary, but we weren't back in time for before it happened because I think it happened this weekend. So yeah, um, Johnny insert last name here no longer under contract with Impact Wrestling. <clears throat> It says Johnny Impact, but obviously he's going to change his name again. Johnny Elite. Johnny Elite. Oh, Jesus Christ. Johnny (laughs) Elite. Johnny Elite. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he'll pop up there. I don't know why he wouldn't. Um, Also, LAX done with Impact Wrestling could be WWE or AEW bound. I was reading that, and apparently both companies are interested in signing them. Uh, this incarnation of LAX, uh, I'm not too sure about this car in, uh, this incarnation because I haven't seen them actually wrestle. Uh, the LAX I know was Homicide and Hernandez. So when I see LAX, I think of that team. But who knows? Don't know where they'll be. Hit it. Um, and that's it for my Impact news. I just figured we'd cover that a little bit. Um... We had uh, old Damian Sandown announce his wrestling return as the Millennial Slayer. 
in an Instagram video. I did watch it. Uh, I will try to link it for anybody who wants to watch it. But he, yeah, he essentially just said that he was going to continue wrestling. I was looking at action figures the other day, and I saw a Damian Sandow in a Walgreens. Still, it was like a basic Damian Sandow, and it was still like thirteen bucks. Like, and he's not even been in the WWE in who knows how long. That's Walgreens for you. <clears throat> All right, and that's uh that's it for the news for this week. So uh, I guess we'll roll on into predictions uh i guess we can kick it off with the fight for the fallen prediction since that takes place on saturday um i guess these are in no particular order um i guess we'll start here uh first match we're gonna do is uh joey janela jimmy havoc and darby allen versus sean spears mjf and sammy guevara uh who would you take in that match? Um, I don't know. I guess oh Darby Allen. Darby Allen, his team. So Janela, Jimmy Havoc, oh, and Darby Allen. Yeah, yeah, it's a six yeah, man. I, go with I saw MJF tweet out about you can you can still say your prayers and eat your vitamins, and I'll still be better than you. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny, but yeah, I'm gonna go with. The, I guess that's the heel team. No, Janela, Havoc, and Allen, I would think, are the uh, babyface yeah. team because Sean Spears just turned heel, MJF okay. is a heel, and I guess Guevara's a heel. So yeah, yeah I, I guess you going with the babyface team. Yeah, I'm actually gonna go with the babyface team as well because uh, if you watch fight. Uh, fighter fest uh when sean spears hit cody with the chair mjf came out to protect cody and then they announced this match and mjf put on twitter uh acting like he was mad that he had to team up with sean spears and he he's been putting stuff on twitter about hating sean spears so i'm gonna say that mjf cost that team that match and janella havoc and alan win um next up we got brandy rhodes versus Allie. Who do you got in that match? I'll go with Brandy Rhodes. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Allie. I don't know why. I feel like the story is that Brandy Rhodes isn't as good of a wrestler as Allie. So I feel like that's going to be the story. But, you know, could be Brandy. She is the, uh, I guess, boss's wife. Is she considered an uh, executive vice president as well? I don't know. Um, next up, we got Hangman Page versus Kip Sabian. I'm going to go with Hangman Page there. I'm going to go with Hangman as well. I feel like this is going to continue to build his momentum going into All Out, where he will be taking on Jericho for the belt. Uh, next up, we got SoCal Uncensored, Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky versus the Lucha Brothers. Ooh, that's a hard one. Who do you got? I'm gonna go with the Lucha Brothers. I think I'm gonna go with the Lucha Brothers also, because <laughs> they were they weren't on the last show. They weren't on the last show, and I forget who won that tag match at Fighter Fest to go to All Out for the buy match. Oh, it was uh, it was the best friends Trent and Chuck Taylor. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the Lucha Brothers as well because they'll be. That's not in the tournament, though, is it? That's... At all out, no. Whoever wins that match between the best friends and whichever team, uh, that the winner of that gets a buy in the tournament. Whenever the tournament starts, I guess in October. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Lucha Brothers as well. Next up, we got Kenny Omega versus Shima. Who do you who I do you got? Like Kenny Omega. I want to say Kenny as well, but Shima won at, let's see, Shima won at his last, uh, at Fighter Fest. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Kenny as well. I, I like Kenny. I think, I think Kenny's going to win. 
And then finally, we got the Bucks versus Cody and Dustin. Is that for a bail, sir? No, it's just a match because Cody needs his big brother. Oh, that was that promo? Yeah, that was that promo. Okay. That was like a callback to the other Yeah, that was the callback to the Dusty promo. Yeah, so Bucks versus Cody and Dustin. Who you got? Um, I guess Cody and Dustin, you can't can't really end that story any other way, right? That Cody and Dustin win? Yeah. I mean, you could. You could have the Bucks win and then Cody beats up Dustin. Oh, and then start a brother feud again. No, because I don't think I don't think Dustin wants to do another match. But I'm just saying, you could keep Cody a heel by doing that because he kind of played the heel. He's been kind of being the heel in all of his matches. Uh, I'm gonna pick the Bucks just because I don't know. I like the Bucks, so I'm gonna pick the Bucks. Uh, so that's it for Fight for the Fallen. Next up, we got Extreme Rules Predictions. This is the first time that this has happened where there's both an AEW and a WWE pay-per-view falling on the same weekend. This is There's just been whew, so many pay-per-views the past few weeks. It feels oh, like oh. every every episode we record, there's a pay-per-view coming <laughs> up now. Uh, I feel like it's going to start getting spread out a little bit more here uh, well, soon. Well, I thought AEW said they weren't going to be doing much. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I think once they start TV, they won't be doing monthly shows anymore. Because All Out's announced, and they haven't announced anything past All Out as far as like yeah, uh, pay-per-views. That's something that sticks out to me is with this show, we've been talking about people getting injured at live events and stuff. Yeah. You know? If you don't do live events, people don't get injured. You know? Yeah. Uh, like, so... Kicking off Extreme Rules predictions, these are in no particular order either. Uh, we're just going to start with the Intercontinental Championship match, Finn Balor versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, that's a tough one to call. How long has Finn been Intercontinental Champ? It's been a minute. Yeah, you're asking me questions I don't know the answer to. Did he win it at Mania? I'm going to no. say... Yes! Didn't he beat he beat he beat Bobby at Mania, right? He demoned yeah. up. So he's had it since Mania? So since April? I mean, so three months? Shinsuke, they hadn't been doing anything with Shinsuke. I don't know about him just showing up and taking the title like that. But I'm gonna go with Shinsuke just So you're picking Shinsuke. I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna say Finn retains because, like you said, Shinsuke really hasn't been doing much. I mean, yeah, with him not really doing much, it can go either way on him winning or well, him it losing. Seems like they throw him a bone or something, you know, like here. Yeah, I feel you, but I'm still gonna go with Finn. Uh, next up, cruiserweight championship. We got Drew Gulak versus Tony Nese. Who you got in that match? Tony Nice. Tony Nice wins it back? Did he just lose it? Yeah, he lost it at the last pay-per-view. Gulak's got it now. Yeah, I want I want Tony Nice to win. Alright, well, I say Gulak retains because he's only had it for a month. <laughs> uh next up we got Alistair Black versus Cesaro. Cesaro. Who do you got in that Alistair match? Black's gotta win that one. I think Aleister Black's gonna win that one as well because this is his first match and since they did the tag team thing with uh, Ricochet, and they kind of been building this up to him having a match. So, yeah, uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. We got Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus the New Day versus Heavy Machinery in a triple threat tag team matchup. Who do you got in that match? I think the New Day. I think the New Day as well. I was actually thinking about that as I was typing it up. I didn't know they were in this match, but if you have, uh, we'll talk about it later, but if you have Kofi retain and you have the New Day win, now they've got, they've all got belts. All three of them. They, they, got, a, uh, they got a shield situation going on, except better, because one of them's got the world title, and when the shield did it, he had the U.S. title. 
so yeah. Next up, we got the Raw Tag Team Championships. We got the Revival versus the Usos. That'll be a good match. I'm sure it will be a good match as long as there's no Icy Hyatt in the trunks. So uh, the Revival. Revival retaining. Um, I think I'm gonna go with the revival as well. I feel like they they might be trying to build something with the revival, seeing as they gave them new contracts and then gave them the tag titles to kind of I guess keep them happy. So I guess I'm gonna go with the revival as well. Next up, we got the SmackDown Women's Championship. We got Bailey versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross in a two-on-one handicap match. Who do you got in that match? I mean, do you really think they do the co-champion thing again? With they've done it with the men's champion, right? They did it with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Well, yeah, but they didn't win it. Like that. They lost that match. Oh, okay. They they faced AJ and AJ won. I mean, me, I'm gonna go with Bailey because I think Nikki Cross takes the pin, and then I feel like they're gonna turn Alexa on Nikki Cross. And then they'll feud for a little bit. Just my opinion. No, I don't think Alexa's getting the. I don't think right now, no. The Alexa win and Nikki Cross being like, I'm the reason that you got that shot. No, I think if anything, Nikki Cross would win and Alexa would say that she's the reason that she got it. Because I feel like in that team, Nikki Cross won a match against Bailey to get there. You know, True, she, but I'm just—I mean, I feel like in that 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 team of Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, I, I Alexa Bliss is the heel in that team. Oh, I feel like I feel like Bailey. I feel like Bailey pins Nikki Cross, or Bailey pins Alexa because Nikki Cross did something to distract Alexa, and then Alexa turns on Nikki. That's how I feel. It's gonna play out. I feel like Bailey's winning that match. But you didn't pick who you thought were going to win. I mean, if you pick Bailey, I'm going to pick Alexa and Nikki Cross. Okay. Okay. Just yeah. so okay. we on the same on everything. Okay. Next up, we got Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley in a last man standing match. Who do you got in that uh, match? Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. Did you see them go busting through the stage? Yeah, I watched first? it. They use all the leftover fireworks from the 4th of July. That's <laughs> like, when's it going to stop exploding like that? Well, did you see the clip that they po- posted up of them after they hit the wall? And you can see that the fireworks, it doesn't look as harmful because they're fucking nowhere near where they're exploding. You shouldn't have even posted that video. You should have just kept the one at the front of the stage where it looks like they're being exploded on. Because when you post a clip of them clearly not being touched, it's not as powerful. Entirely too long, too. They're like trying to make it look like it was a real accident or whatever, and they should have just been like, "All right." Yeah. Uh, So you're picking Braun. Um, I feel like Braun as well. I feel like they're trying to build Braun back up to have like a a push again. Hopefully, this time they'll pull the trigger on it though. Something about Bray Wyatt responding to something Bobby Lashley said, so I might be doing something with that. Maybe. Um. Next up, we got United States Championship match: Ricochet versus AJ Styles. Who do you got in that match? Uh, I'm gonna pick AJ Styles. Well, Gavin. You know who I have to pick? Yeah. AJ Styles. If I don't, then I'm a liar. Then again, I do have a legitimate reason. I I would actually pick AJ Styles in this. And I know I said for uh, Gulak the reason I picked him is because he's only had it for like a month. And Ricochet's only had the belt for a month. But I feel like with them turning AJ Hill, uh, you said he pinned him. But the foot was on the ropes. I feel like it's gonna be a whole well, thing of it was up under the ropes. It wasn't on the ropes. It well, you like, know, what, same it difference. Could have reached out and touched the ropes. Uh, like, but I feel like they're gonna do a thing where the club helps AJ win. Not that he needs them to. I just feel like that's where they're gonna go. Is the uh, the club helps him win, just to kind of make him even more of a heel. So AJ 
for me. Uh, next up, we got Roman Reigns and The Undertaker versus Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre in a no-holds-barred tag team match. What do you got in that match? I think Undertaker and Roman, uh, Roman Reigns. You think Undertaker and Roman Reigns. Um, I can understand why Roman Reigns and The Undertaker, but, you know, Shane McMahon is the best in the world. So, um, I feel Shane and Drew McIntyre just because I want to say Undertaker takes the pin because he's old, but I also feel like Undertaker doesn't take the pin because he's the Undertaker. Fuck, this is a hard one to pick. Because I could see it going either way, you know? Ah, I'm going to go Roman and Taker as well. I feel like that's the easy pick, so I'm going to go Taker and Roman as well. I mean, is no holds barred and that chairs and stuff too? Or? No holds barred is a no DQ match. <laughs> So yeah, anything anything goes. Just pinfall and submission has to take place I in the ring. Baffled my mind on video games too when you're picking the match type and it's like, what's the difference in this one and this? Like, you know. Yeah, the no holds barred is anything goes, but the pin and submission has to take place in the ring. Um, WWE Championship match. We got Kofi Kingston versus Samoa Joe. Who do you got in that match? I mean, I already laid out my plan for what I think is going to happen, so. I guess Kofi's got to retain yeah, for the I New think, Day. To... I think Kofi's retaining. Like I said, and if if New Day wins, they they got they each got a belt. Uh, and then finally, we got yeah, the it, winners. It really depends on how serious Kofi's injury is, you know. Yeah, I guess too. Yeah, I assume it's not too serious though. If they're still like hyping this match. <laughs> Uh, and finally, we got the winners take all match: Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch versus Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans in an Extreme Rules tag team match. I mean, that making being a winner take all match makes that a whole lot easier to call for me. Well, who you? you gotta, uh, I mean, you yeah, gotta have Seth and Becky retain. Yeah, of course, Seth and Becky are retaining. You can't. <laughs> Baron Corbin's not Universal Champion. At this point, he's getting there as like a main eventer, main event heel. They're pushing him big time. Like, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's definitely getting there as a main event heel, but as of right now, I don't think he is. And Lacey Evans has only been on the main roster for five months. <laughs> has she even had a match on? Like, no. Besides the one with Becky, the Becky Lynch match that she lost. She hasn't done anything. But beat up Becky Lynch from behind and be a special referee. So, yeah, that's Becky and Becky and Seth for me as well. That's that's them retaining. And uh, yeah, I guess that's it for this week. Unless you got something else. No, I don't have anything else. All right. Well, then we can get out of here. It's a little bit shorter this week, but that's okay. Um. As always, you can follow the show on social medias at BITW underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can give us a like on Facebook, BITW Podcast. You can email the show, bestoftheworldpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. I said iTunes. I always say iTunes. Apple Podcasts. Uh, I think I said them all. Uh Oh, and YouTube at uh, my YouTube channel, WDLucas96. Uh, give it a like, review, five stars, all that on all services it's available on. And, yeah, you can follow me at WDLucas96 on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Fearless Cow at Fearless Cow on Twitter and Instagram. And, yeah, we will see you guys next week.